Hello, and welcome to Bartel Radio. I'm Cass Enright, founder of Bartel.com. We're here today with Karen Gaudino, who is the director of sales and marketing at uh, Creamore Springs Brewery, a incredibly well-known Ontario Micro. Um, in fact, just celebrated um, their 20th anniversary. Welcome, Karen. Thanks, Cass, for having us. No problem. So congratulations on your 20th anniversary. I think that's um, you know something I think most microbreweries strive for. And I know in honor of your launch, you've uh, brought out a new beer, uh, your traditional Pilsner. Why don't you tell me about um, how that beer came about? Sure. Um, well, for our 10th anniversary, obviously 10 years ago, we came out with um, a special beer called Urbach. And so we thought it would be appropriate um, for our 20th anniversary if we had uh, launched another beer and we came up with the idea of, um, of a traditional Pilsner. And um, the uh, Urbach, if you have had it, uh, you'll know that it's a, a darker lager and we have it come out at the end of September and it um, kind of goes till the end of March. So the Pilsner, we thought, would be a lovely uh, shoulder beer to it if we launched it in May and had it run to the end of uh, September. So it certainly is um, a little uh, lighter than, than the Urbach, as it should be being a, a Pilsner, and it's not um, quite as filling or uh, satiating, I would say, as our premium lager. But it certainly has um, um, a depth of character and flavor to it, so it's not a, a real uh, light beer, but it's uh, certainly a more uh, easy, quaffable beer than uh, than our premium lager. Mm-hmm. Great. The uh, the Pilsner is, you know, in on, on Ontario brewing terms, a reasonably common brew that you find um, find um, from a, a number of brewers. What made you decide on, uh, on on the Pilsner, and did you consider any other beers for a summer seasonal? Yeah, we um, you know it's interesting because um, we we came up we ended on the Pilsner uh, because our brewmaster Gordon Fuller and um, our past president Howard Thompson had actually gone to the Czech Republic a number of years ago, and we always sort of toss uh, around the idea of, of doing another beer, and they went to the Czech Republic to um, to to really get an idea of what a traditional Pilsner. Um, tasted like because here we all think of Pilsner Cal obviously as as being the uh, the Pilsner um, that we would um, that we would go to so when um, when they were there they realized that these beers were just these lovely golden hoppy drinkable lagers and um, Gord came up uh, with the idea of, of launching a Pilsner that um, was like a traditional Czech beer, but would be a fresh alternative here in Ontario. Mm-hmm. Great. And um, I think that's the, the biggest distinction with, with the Pilsner, is it really is, uh, it, again, our interpretation, because we definitely take, um, take some leniencies with it. Um, we obviously use our spring water. Um, we are using a mixture of uh, German malt and Canadian malt in mm-hmm. making it which makes it uh, the profile a little bit different, and then um, the saws hops. So it certainly is, again, our interpretation of a traditional Pilsner, but um, 
I think when you taste it, you see that it has, again, a, a depth of character, and it is a very interesting beer to us anyways here at the brewery. Mm-hmm. Cool. Um, how's the reception to the beer been so far? Yeah, very, very well. We're, uh, we've been um, uh, quite fortunate with the sales. It was launched exclusively at the LCBO mm-hmm. and um, in the 473 mil can. And um, we, it's not selling quite as much as the, the lager, but um, it's selling about uh, 50% of what our lager does in cans at the uh, LCBO. Cool. Um, so very, very well. Great. So do you intend on having the Pilsner and the Urbach as sort of your rotating seasonals throughout the year from uh, this point forward? Yeah, I think that's uh, that's the idea. We're going to, um, we're just getting ready to sort of package our final brew of the Pilsner. And um, actually, I guess it, it will be in August. We'll mm-hmm. uh, package the, the last brew of the, the Pilsner. And then the Urbach will come out in, at the end of September, as great. always. I, uh, I I noticed that the Pilsner will be f- featured in um, an LCBO promotion this summer. Um, do you, uh, do you mind telling me about what that uh, the promotion no. is? Um, I, uh, the LCBO Time for a Beer uh, thematic is coming up, and um, what they do is they have what are known as pod displays, and they're um, basically highlighting new products, and it goes down the center aisle of the store, and um, the LCBO has invited us to participate in, in that, and they'll be featuring um, the Pilsner as one of the new beers for the summer season, which, uh, again, we're very excited about because um, it certainly will help profile uh, the beer in the brewery a little bit. Mm-hmm. And, and it's interesting because people think that we are a, uh, a quite a well-known brewery, but there are lots of folks out there that have not heard of Cremor, have not heard of craft beers, have not heard about a, a lot of things. So it's not only good for us, but I think it'll be good for the uh, industry in general. Mm-hmm. Well, it's an interesting segue because uh, one of one of the things I wanted to ask you about was what what do you think about the craft beer scene? Um, you know, you guys have been around for twenty years, and I know I've been following it closely since my site um, started in the late nineties. Um, how do you think things have changed, and where do you think things are going? Yeah, I think it's uh, I think it's a pretty exciting times for craft brewers in general, right? You know, you think back twenty years ago, or even twenty plus years ago, when um, uh, there was a sort of a real renaissance happening with craft brewers starting up. Uh, you had Brick, you had Upper Canada, Wellington, and um, you know, over the last 20 years or so, uh, some have survived and some have gone. And now there just seems to be a, a little energy again, um, where we've got a lot more craft brewers popping up and making some really interesting beer and getting folks just excited about beer. Mm-hmm. And that's that's what's really important is is getting people interested in in drinking beer. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, well I I certainly agree because that's that's what I <laughs> that's do, what you do with my site as well. <laughs> so, um, yeah, so I think it's I think it's it's great times and um, the f- uh, the guy the folks that have um, the craft Ontario craft brewers have a little bit of um, money and some marketing behind them right now, which is is great and. Uh, Again, it's it's just a nice thing to see people having a lot of different choices out there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I completely agree. Um, I wanted to talk about something that I think is on the minds of a, uh, a lot of my listeners, and that is, um, as many people know, in fact, the story, I believe, was broken on the bar towel, um, and that is that Cremor is, um, 
was acquired by Molson, um, I guess, mm-hmm. a year ago, a couple years ago. Um, tell me about um, how this ownership has uh, has affected, if at all, um, what's what's happened at Creamore Springs. Yeah, um, you know, it was interesting because, uh, like everyone, when it was announced, um, I think the 62 people here at the brewery were most concerned. Um, but two years later, Molson has been absolutely true to their word to leave us as a separate operating um, entity. We, um, we very rarely see anybody from Molson's. We have one um, point of contact, a gentleman by the name of Ian Friedman, and he's now our president. Um, and we joke because he has a real job at Molson's, um, but then he comes down here sort of once or twice a week to uh, just keep us in the loop of what's going on up there and keep them in the loop on what's going uh, on down here. But really, nothing has changed except we have to tell a few more people about what we're doing. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's a little bit more about communication um, to the guys at Molson's to let them know what, what's happening down down here. But um, there was only one casualty, as we call it, and that was Howard Thompson, who was our, our president at the time. Um, so he's no longer with us, but mm-hmm. otherwise it's sort of business as usual. Mm-hmm. Sounds good. We've, we've been fortunate because we they they certainly have brought some things to the table that have helped us with distribution, mm-hmm. but uh, that's really about it. Well, that was that actually leads into one of the one of my other questions, and that is, um, has has the relationship with Molson been able has has it enabled you to do things that weren't previously possible? Um, I noticed in um, your press release that you've exported now to Alberta and Quebec. Um, have you been able to? Um, make any investments in infrastructure or, or do other things that, that has been a, a benefit to having sort of a, a, a probably a stronger financial pipeline, if you will, um, to help out? Yeah, 100%. We were, we were at capacity as far as our um, uh, fermenta- fermenters and conditioning tanks. And we probably would have lived another 10 years of slowly just adding one more tank and kind of been in construction for the next 10 years um, where Molson's came in and just gave us um, the money to invest in the conditioning and fermenters. Mm -hmm. They also helped us um, with the new filtering um, system. Our old filter was an old, uh, actually, wine filter. Mm-hmm. And uh, so now we have a uh, a brand new filter, which has been fabulous, and also the capital to invest in the canning line. So they are, again, t- as far as we can see, are being 100% true to their word about investing and keeping Creamore here. Mm-hmm. Well, it's so great. So they don't, yeah, don't have a whole lot of, um, of um, I don't think they're really thinking of uh, moving the brewery or the production of the product anywhere other than here. And I think they get it. They've learned a little bit from uh, Keith, and people are interested in real things and mm-hmm. things with integrity, and you can't have Creamore if it's not brewed here. No, well, because then it's not Creamore at all, is it? No, it's so. not. It isn't at all. Yeah, I, uh, you know, I'd like to think that maybe this could be a, a model for how a big brewery can own a, a, a smaller craft brewery effectively. Yeah, and I think that's, you know, gone are the days of um, of uh, people just wanting to, to buy brands. I think, you know, beer marketing in, in itself is changing. And um, 
I believe that Molson's is doing exactly that. They want to show that this can be done and can be successful. Mm-hmm. That's great. Well, I think, um, and just by uh, by you coming on to, to chat with me on a site that's completely dedicated to craft beers, a testament to, um, to, to that philosophy. Yeah, and you know, as I, I think I said to you earlier, sometimes our feelings get a little hurt up here mm-hmm. because... You know, people like to say that we're not a craft beer, and we just kind of go, well, what, what really has changed? You know, the, the guys that sign the checks has, have, has changed up here, but nothing else has changed, and ownership doesn't define who you are. Mm-hmm. And we believe it's, you know, the 62 folks up here and the way we brew our beer and, and um, the passion that we have for making great beer and getting great beer down the road to folks is what equals a craft brewer. Mm-hmm. Not uh, not even about size, right? You know, mm-hmm. wouldn't would isn't wouldn't it be great if we all were big craft brewers making delicious beer and selling a whole lot of it? Mm-hmm. Well, you I know, that that would be fabulous. Yeah, I think that's everybody's goal. So yeah, great. Well, that so, sounds good. Yeah. So um, I know you've got a big event coming up um, for your twentieth anniversary, uh, the Copper Kettle Festival. Yep, um, Copper Kettle Festival. Why don't you tell me about a little bit about that? Um, it's it's actually a really great day up here. We uh, close down the main street, and um, we have uh, great music and great food and activities for the kids, and people can go on brewery tours. Um, the whole town gets involved, and there's uh, um, activities throughout um, the town, like the farmer's market, and there's a little... Uh, extra entertainment with uh, a local flair that happens um, and the local merchants have street sale, uh, street sale and it's just a really really fun day I, I um, it's, it really is like a good old-fashioned um, town party or mm-hmm. village party so um, as I said the food is great the music's great the beer is fabulous and it's just a great day to come out and kick back and enjoy a little bit of Creamore. Mm, great. Um, I have a, I have a, a fun question. Um, I've been a longtime Creamore drinker dating back to my university days. And when I was in university, I recall Creamore, if I'm right, Creamore's number one account back then was the Madison Pub, mm-hmm. which was uh, one of my old university haunts. Is that still the case? You know what? They just lost their uh, number one standing oh, uh, just, no. just recently though like so 20 for you know since they came on and they didn't come on when in our first year mm-hmm. but uh, for quite a few years uh, most of the 20 years they were our number one uh, account now it's um, a, a tiny little account just around the corner called the green room hmm. and uh, oh, the green room is, down in the annex in Toronto yep oh yep. wow oh I'm familiar with uh, the green room as well yeah, they're uh, they're real nice folks, um, mm-hmm. but they actually are our number one account. It's pretty close, mm-hmm. um, but they're our number one account. And I think the difference is, you know, when we would went on tap at the Madison, they might have had I don't know twelve taps, yeah, tops, and it would have been mostly um, mainstream mm-hmm. beers, right? And um, so now their beer selection has changed with with the times and and just have more taps mm-hmm. so um but a little place like the green room we're only one of two taps or yeah. three taps so uh that's where we sort of get the volume from uh from there but it's a you know the we just had our, our 20th anniversary launch party mm-hmm. at 
at the Madison for the Pilsner, and uh, Dave and um, uh, yeah, Isabel was there too. Um, you know, everybody enjoyed themselves, and of course, we as as with the Madison, all our accounts were we think fondly of them all. So. Mm-hmm. No, oh, that's cool. Well, the green room's a nice place, as is the Madison. So it's good to see that the yeah. annex is still supporting Creamore well. Oh, gotcha. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You <laughs> know, that that was actually this is one of the most interesting things. We were quite concerned when Molson's took us on about losing accounts, and um, we a few took us off. Um, but thanks to a lot of loyal drinkers out there, they put us back on um, because there was enough folks asking. Mm-hmm. Uh, for it, and so we really had um, very few casualties because of the ownership, and I think it just again shows you that folks out there care about the product, mm-hmm. and they care about the fa- the good things that Creamore continues to do, and again, not so much about who uh, who owns the place. Great. Well, um, just to wrap up, I'm wondering um, what does the future hold for Creamore? Um, I know you've you've got a, a new beer and events this summer which are great but um looking looking out um what do you see uh what do you see exciting uh, at Creamore Springs in the coming months um and years I think um you know this uh this idea of uh, expansion and getting the beer out to other markets is is interesting and the challenge for us is how we do it and keep the beer fresh because it's all about freshness here right everything we do is about getting the beer um, down the road and fresh because we are fortunate enough to drink um, nice fresh cream or here and we want folks everywhere to enjoy it as as we do so um, certainly expanding um, um, as we have into Alberta and Quebec and managing that and ensuring that the quality of the beer is always good um, is something down the road for us I think this Pilsner um, is going to end up being a, a really um, interesting beer for us. And again, it's uh, a little lighter in flavor, but not a light beer. And I think what we've managed to do is make something um, accessible but distinguishable. And I think it's going to be very successful for us um, down the road. And how we just manage all that growth on our little sort of footprint here in Creamore, because mm-hmm. that that in itself is is going to be uh, a challenge because um, we can build up, but we certainly can't build out. So we need to figure things out like that. So not really anything too interesting, but just trying to keep managing through with uh, with what we have and ensuring, as always, that the beer is nice and fresh and that consumers have a an alternative of um, a great tasting craft beer out there. Great. Thanks. Well, um, it was really nice chatting with you today, and I uh, appreciate you taking the time to uh, talk on uh, the Bartow. Well, I just think it's fabulous that you uh, gave us a call and you know the one thing that I would say to, to the folks uh, out there on on bar towel um, because we read it obviously we go into the forums and whatnot um, and um, we we take a lot of comments to to heart um, and if if folks do have questions out there uh, they shouldn't always give us a call here at the brewery or send us an email and we'll would be real happy to chat with folks and uh, let them know really what's going on. Okay, great. Well, thanks, thanks for that, Karen. And I'm sure, um, I'm sure people will uh, will act on that in the future. There we go. Okay. 